When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Chicago Audible Podcast, changing up the way Bears fans stay up to date on their favorite team since 2015. Now get ready. Because it's time to bear down. Welcome back, Bears fans, and welcome to another episode of the Chicago Audible Podcast. I'm your host for today's show, Nicholas Moriano, here to give you another training camp update. Already day 15 of training camp. So here's we'll set the scene like I usually do with these training camp reports. The practices were being held on fields three and four. So the fields are towards the back, hot and sunny day, not many clouds in the sky, and I always... When, you know, when Will was here, when Mason was here, like that was my MVB every single time was the clouds, just so I wasn't frying the entire practice. But nice sunny day for Bears training camp practice, you know, now a couple days removed from the first preseason game. And how we're going to set this up to, I think the only logical way, because the defense dominated the offense today, complete domination on all three, first team, second team, third third team we're just going to break it up between really the two quarterbacks Andy Dalton and Justin Fields and how they really did against this defense because I'm going to be sprinkling in a bunch of defensive players that just made plays uh we regardless of the quarterback that was in and what they were doing the the period whether it was in team or seven on seven one-on-ones there's going to be a lot of defensive players mentioned but I think we'll just kind of start off here by by saying and we'll start off with Andy Dalton quarterback one for now and actually to start the day it wasn't it wasn't a bad start for Andy Dalton it was um just they kind of went to that that team period completing some passes hit Allen Robinson very first pass of the day to kind of start off that period Robinson dove uh, along the right sideline to make the catch um but Tashawn Gibson did blitz off the edge on that play so it probably wouldn't have worked in a real game but Allen Robs still, still making the catch and Andy Dalton putting a good ball out there who knows if it, it probably wouldn't have worked in an actual game then Andy Dalton hit uh Darnell Mooney for a short pass went back to Allen Robinson and then like a common theme in today's practice there were just issues and issues in different areas there was a false start uh, on the offensive line that also happened for Justin Fields and I'll get to that later and then there's another pass to Darnell Mooney along the right sideline. And in the first situational period, so just to kind of set it up, what the Bears were doing in this situational period, in this scenario, the Bears were down 10-7 to with 53 seconds left in the game, no timeouts, and the ball is on their own 40. 
So Dalton starts off this situational period by connecting with Darnell Mooney, someone that he actually hit a lot throughout this practice. Now just kind of going through all my notes here. Hit Darnell Mooney to start the drive. Then he connects with David Montgomery, spikes a ball to save, obviously, time on the clock for the situational period. A short completion of Cole Komet, but Kendall Vildor was in the vicinity to make the the tackle there. And then they have to bring out Cairo Santos to attempt a 57-yard field goal. And he, he makes it, so he's able to nail it. But the offense really didn't move you know, very far. Like I said, they started on their own 40, and still Santos had to kick a 57-yard field goal. And then we go into the 7-on-7 seven seven period. And like I said, I'm going to go back and we'll, we'll do what Justin Fields did in each of these periods, but I'm just giving you Dalton's side for now. Um, you go into the 7-on-7 seven seven period. Dalton starts off short passes, really to start off this first First go around his seven on seven attempt, short pass to David Montgomery, a short pass to Marquise Goodwin. Then he throws into double coverage to Riley Ridley, and it's Eddie Jackson and Jalen Johnson there. And he's lucky that that pass was intercepted, but it just was never open. And then he finally finds um, Darnell Mooney on a crosser, but it, it, look, Mooney's open, but it's Sam Kamara in coverage. So you would hope you'd be able to complete a pass like that against you know a backup backup linebacker right his second attempt in seven on sevens trying to see yeah this one was a a decent one for him he found another diving Allen robinson towards the middle of the field hit mooney again for a short gain was able to connect with demir bird and then also on another attempt at seven you know in the period he was able to hit damian williams for a short gain and then in the flat to mooney so if you see the trend here a lot of short passes because that bears defense was not giving up much in terms of the deep plays then we go into another portion of these seven on seven periods where he was nearly picked off by marquee christian the ball was deflected by christian and eddie jackson almost gets an interception really close to the pick and then andy Dalton just missed on a deep ball to marquis going down the right sideline vildor was in coverage but the ball was just out of reach for for marquis goodwin so Again, it wasn't easy to complete some of these deep passes, especially um, just with what the Bears were doing defensively. And I do want to, you know, make a note of this. It's since Tashawn Gibson and that starting safety duo has been here for today and in yesterday's practice, you know, Andy Dahl and Justin Fields haven't had their best days. And there could be a bunch of different factors, but you also got to remember Roquan Smith isn't, hasn't been practicing. Neither is Danny Trevathan. So you're down two stars in the middle, but they did get their back end guys uh, for these last two practices. And coincidentally, the quarterbacks have just not had their better days in terms of downfield shots. Have Were there some completed? Yes, there was, but just not as frequently as they were prior to this first preseason game. Maybe there's a correlation. Maybe that's coincidental. I don't know, but I just want to make note of that. And then in the team period, you uh, where you know Dalton gets his run at the team period, gets intercepted by Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson makes a fantastic play, just looking like his you know the Eddie Jackson that people are used to seeing. So picks off Andy Dalton, but later you know he found some comfort, was able to find Darnell Mooney um, for a touchdown, wide open Darnell Mooney in the 11 on 11 period and also had another completion of Mooney on an in-breaking route and Kendall Vildor was in coverage there so the themes for for Dalton today shorter passes in the flats to a bunch of different guys and then really 
he had two nice passes to Allen Robinson where he had to make a diving catch for both attempts. Still, good ball, good catch by Allen Robinson. And then a lot of Darnell Mooney for Andy Dalton today. A good thing to see. But, like I said, near interceptions, an interception by um, Eddie Jackson, and then just miss, miss throws to Marquise Goodwin. And like I said, just shorter passes overall. So that was Andy Dalton's day on on what he did in this practice and he was a better quarterback than justin fields but it there like i said it wasn't a good day for for quarterbacking uh there at hallis hall on fields i think that would be field three is where they did primary um all the the action there so before we get to justin fields and what he really wasn't able to do today i have to tell you about our sponsor manscape So attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pew problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. If you're looking for an out-of-world experience, look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped that is taken off in not only the USA, but Canada, the UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and even Singapore. Inside the package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system together. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean, trendy, and beyond, your space balls will thank you. All right, so that wraps that up, wraps up the Andy Dalton talk. Now we have to go to Justin Fields, and like I said, the day, or it would be Monday's practice, not not necessarily that Justin Fields had a bad day, he just didn't have, I guess, a great day, didn't wow you with a bunch of throws, but in today's practice, definitely wasn't his best day, kind of reminded me early on in training camp, those first couple of days where there were just some missed throws, some, some overthrows, and that's what you kind of saw throughout this practice, but you also saw a lot of his guys dropping a lot of catchable passes, and we'll get through it with, with my notes here. So let's start it off. Like I said, Andy Dalton started with the team period, and of course, Justin Fields gets his second go-around. And for people looking to to get inside what, uh, whether or not Justin Fields is getting those first team reps, the answer I still I, is no. He's not getting the first team reps, but there are bits and pieces throughout the practice, like today, where he he gets a snap, one snap with the starting offensive line. And so after Dalton is done, the starting offensive line would stay there. It didn't happen every single time, but there, there are times throughout practice where the starting offensive line would stay, Justin Fields would run a play, and that's what you got. And that's not with the skilled players, just the starting offensive line. There was one time in practice where I made note, and I'll get to it in a little bit, but just to make sure you guys hear this, that he did get reps with the starting skilled players. But I don't, 
just from remembering the play, I didn't see the starting offensive line in there. So there was never a portion in practice where he had this starting offense with him. Either, like I said, it was a snap with the starting offensive line or it was a snap with the starting skill players and the starting offensive line exit when Dalton did. But we'll get to that play in a little bit here. So um, to start it off, actually Justin Fields looked, you know, decent. He started off with a pass to Jesse James to the left sideline, just nice, just in the flat. Also hit Rodney Adams in that direction as well. Then he had John Vay Johnson on the other side in the flat. Then he hit Rodney Adams in the middle of the field. Um, then I think one of the passes that a lot of people mentioned in here where there was a pass to Javon Wims along the right sideline. It was a deeper deeper pass, kind of looked like a little a, a vertical route, but not necessarily deep. Um, and Wims just dropped it. The ball was placed perfectly for Wims to catch it. It was a good ball by Justin Fields. Je- Thomas Graham Jr. was in coverage, but it didn't impact the play to where it should have been a drop. That's just on Javon Wims not making a play for his quarterback. And I know a lot of people were very frustrated uh, just hearing hearing that from Javon Wims. Um, I see this in the chat real quick, so I'll address it from Adrian. Is he getting reps against the first team defense? In today's practice, it was more so, it was ones versus ones. And Fields would go against the twos, but there were bits and pieces throughout the practices where he did go up against ones. And that's been actually, a, you know, a concept for Justin Fields. In the practices prior to today, he would primarily go, it would be the second team offense versus the first team defense. But today... It was primarily Dalton and that offense going against the first-team defense. But there were some snaps here and there where he's going to face some of those first-team defenders. And actually throughout practices, it's very common to see some of the backups or starters with different units, first or second team. So you'll see that. And um, so, But to answer your question, is he getting, he's getting some reps against the first-team defense, but not like your traditional entire unit. But in the practices prior to... Um, the preseason game, very common to see Justin Fields in the second unit go against the Bears' starting defense. All right, now going to that first situational period, and again, just to kind of tell you what that was, the Bears are down 10 to 7, 53 seconds left in the game, no timeouts, the ball's on the 40. So how does it go for Justin Fields? Well, um, there is a first, the first pass, he tries to hit, I believe it's Rodney Adams, but Marquis Christian has a nice pass breakup in the middle of the field. And then Artie Burns on the second play, so second down and 10, comes on a on a blitz off the edge, off the right side. Fields doesn't recognize it. They rule it as a sack. The play's over. And then on the third, third play, third and 10, Marquis Christian intercepts Fields on third down. And they still played a fourth down, a fourth down and 10, so... I know I said he intercepted him, but they I think they still played it, or maybe they just ruled it incomplete. But it looked like to me that Marquis Christian was able to make the interception. But on 4th and 10, it's just a drop by Rodney Adams. Again, Fields puts the ball where he needs to be. Over, It's a crosser over the middle of the field. Looked like it would have converted the chains. Dropped by Rodney Adams. Someone that has made, you know, a bunch, has made some plays here in training camp, but not there on that play for Fields in the situational period. So four plays. Four passes, four incomplete pass, or I guess three incomplete passes and a sack, and you know, the the first team offense didn't look much better. They barely moved the ball, but Santos was able to kick that field goal. 
here with with Justin Fields and, and that that unit weren't able to have much success whatsoever. Going into the the seven on sevens here, um, see though this is where you see some of the reps with the ones where Justin Fields had an incomplete pass to Demir Bird. The ball looked a little late where DeAndre Houston Carson, who was in coverage and was trailing a bit, was able to catch up to the ball and deflect the pass. The second attempt there, Fields should have easily been intercepted by DeAndre Houston Carson over the middle of the field. The pass hit Houston Carson right in the hands, and he just dropped it. Clear as day, you put, if that's Eddie Jackson there, or, you know, Sean Gibson, that's maybe, a, you know, that's an interception. Actually, DeAndre Houston Carson's been pretty good at bringing in the ball but he, did, he just lacked concentration, whatever it may have been, dropped the pass. Um, and he also had just a really, like, I would say, like, with with the practices here with, with Justin Fields, you haven't seen that clear, bad overthrow where it's just nowhere near. He had one of those today. And again, with targeting Rodney Adams, someone that prior to today has had a pretty good chemistry with, but just a, just a, a, a throw that was off and it wasn't even close i put in my notes it was rodney yams was coming over the middle of the field and justin Fields sailed it maybe 10 yards over his head and just falls incomplete hits the dirt or hits the grass and just kind of rolls around I'm like you're just not used to seeing that and maybe that's a good thing that you know that's one of the first that i've seen were just nowhere near not even close just in my notes so uh there was that but he did have uh, a nice throw to Riley Ridley, a strike over the middle of the field. So attempting a similar type of throw, but this time right on the money. There was there was velocity on the throw. There were defenders in the area. Finds Riley Ridley there in a, in a nice space. Um, and then trying to target his guy, Jesse James. Artie Burns, who, and you know, this is where I'll sprinkle in some of the defensive notes that I have. Artie Burns was a guy that in the beginning of this practice had the reps with the ones opposite of Jalen Johnson. It was actually the very first rep in team period. I noted this where Kendall Vildor actually tried out onto the field, getting ready for the starting defense. But then it was either coach or just Artie Burns himself. They go out and he says, Hey, Vildor, you're out. Artie Burns is in. So I was like, okay. And it kind of went into the other drills as well, where Artie Burns is a guy going and getting those first team reps. But to get back to what I was saying about Jesse James, he was able to, Artie Burns was able to break up a pass that was intended for Jesse James in the middle of the field. Then you go to that second team period. Um, again, Fields, this is where Fields got a, you know, got some reps with the skill players, but really a rep where um, it was a pass to Marquise Goodwin. And he actually completed the ball to to Goodwin for a deep pass heading towards the right sideline but it looked like Goodwin or looked like Goodwin wasn't able to stay in bounds before he was able to corral the pass and it's not that he dropped it or anything he just couldn't corral the pass before he was getting out of bounds and that was his one really rep with the skilled players and he was done um then the, and that that whole sequence happened after Eddie Jackson had intercepted Justin Fields in his team period. Then you get Justin Fields into the game. He gets that one rep with the starting skilled players, and that's it. Then you go to the backup skilled players with the backup O-line. And so, again, just a, a pass that wasn't able to be completed. But later in the team period, like the Bears do, and I'm pretty sure people know, it's like the situational change, what they did in between 
different team periods. They they had a field goal attempt. Then they go back in the team period. So later in the team period, like it, this is how you know that it wasn't going well for the offense in general. Justin Fields tried to use a hard count. His offensive line. Someone on the offensive line has a false start. You see Matt Nagy indicating the false start sign. And look, Fields is just trying to get the defense to jump when his offense did instead. Uh, but after, in that kind of same period, he did have a nice throw to Jesse James on a seam route, middle of the field. Ball was perfectly placed. Showed that chemistry, that trust that we've been seeing all throughout training camp. But it was just, it was only throws here and there from Justin Fields. Um, what was being honest, a bad day. A bad day, and it doesn't help that the receivers are dropping passes. I get that, and I'm not trying to you know, just attack Justin Fields because he had a bad day. That's just what it was. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm telling you, just sharing what I was seeing. And like I said, Andy Dalton may have been better, but it wasn't substantially better. It wasn't even much better. I told you about the picks he had, the near picks he should have had, and just really the offense in general just looked out of, out of sync, man. If it wasn't trying to hit the passes in the flat and you're trying to extend and go deeper there just wasn't too much success when trying to target that area of the field or just really to get a really good um rhythm in general uh some other things i did want to note there was more emphasis on trying to get the run game going and that's it's kind of hard to evaluate whether or not hey does that run work does it not who's missing blocks when you really can't wrap up in in today's practice at least the bears were fully fully padded should have known that earlier but and to also note like david montgomery left the game against the miami dolphins with an injury he was out there practicing so he was good there but there was i had in my notes just more of an emphasis to run the ball especially early on in practice but that was really i mean the main takeaways if you're looking for offensive explosion and just the quarterbacks to take over um didn't happen definitely wasn't the day defense really got after and actually just being at Tashawn uh gibson's uh press conference someone asked a question about the defense and how they were playing and he was like did you see how it looked today where all the units are gelling this is missing despite missing your starting inside linebackers and actually something to also note here yeah there we go just saw it in the uh, the chat here from uh, yeah what happened with Hicks was he on the field and left he was on the field really early on and I came out I thought I came out pretty early but whatever happened with Hicks and um, it it was Hub from the Bigs who tweeted it out and really good guy got to meet him here part of the media credentialed media there um, you know he kind of tweeted out what was going on with Hicks but he was there on the field he said hi to a fan and then you know, I, I must have missed when that whole whatever happened went on, and then he never returned to practice. So hopefully the Bears give us an update on him, what happened, and, you know, hopefully it's nothing too serious with, with him or anything like that. But, yeah, I'm glad someone brought up the Hicks or lack of Hicks in today's practice. Uh, just some other little notes that I have at the end here. Um just in their more i guess small defensive notes throughout the practice like there was a play in team period where christian jones because of danny trevathan roquan smith not being in and alec ogletree was the other starting inside linebacker shoots through the b gap unblocked would have had a sack on annie dalton just uh what was it? i think that would have been elijah wilkinson and cody whitehair 
just kind of looked at each other like, you didn't have that guy? Apparently not, because he's in the backfield about to sack Andy Dalton. And then I just have a note, like I told you earlier, Artie Burns had those first attempt or those first reps at the starting cornerback opposite of Jalen Johnson. He just made a lot of plays throughout practice, a lot of plays on the ball today. And I think, you know, the Bears are obviously still trying to figure that out. Kendall Vilder, I will say this, did get reps at some of the other team periods as a starting cornerback opposite of Jalen Johnson. So it wasn't just exclusively Artie Burns, but you saw 2-5 out there a lot. And you saw the ball on the ground when and near him because of what the coverage that he was able to have on some of these guys. So an interesting thing to, to note there, and like Marquis Christian, someone else who was able to get an interception, he was in there at nickel corner. So was Duke Shelley. So the Bears are still trying to figure that out. You saw that even in the first preseason game, Bears and Dolphins. Duke Shelley was playing the nickel corner start out with the starting defense, and then he switched to outside. So trying to see where he his best value is at and just to assess him. But the Bears are still obviously figuring out things in that secondary, but they do have now that stable backfield with Sean Gibson and Eddie Jackson. Like I said earlier in this podcast, I don't know if just having that tandem there is throwing off the, these these quarterbacks, but two days of practice following the game, they haven't been able to have the success early on. We'll see. It's only two. It's only Tuesday. We'll see what the rest of the the week brings us in terms of training camp practices and obviously on the game against the Bills on Saturday. Um, and note, there was no just in case anybody was wondering. And Matt Nagy said this in his uh, pre-practice press conference. Jason Peters was not practicing. He's still going through all the like COVID protocols, and not not that he has COVID, but just to get cleared or whatever to to practice with the team. So he was not there practicing yet. Don't know when that will be, or when you know some of the guys that were out will return at this point. But that's really what happened. Day 15 of Bears training camp. Not a good day for the quarterbacks. Defense dominated. Was all over the field making plays. And, you know, that's been somewhat of a trend here at training camp when, you know, especially early on the defense and to no surprise was just ahead of the offense, but definitely was the case today. So just to update everybody, I don't know how, how, how often I'll be at training camp from here on out. I I do have to go back to work now uh, with the, with the school year starting. So we'll see what happens but if anything i mean i know i'm guaranteed to be there at least once a week so we'll see how that kind of um keeps going from from now until you know training camp ending on september 2nd but just wanted to give everybody an update if you're wondering where's where's nick at well at work gotta go to work gotta you know pay those college loans those student loans so gotta do that but uh guys thank you for everybody who was following me throughout you know this training camp practices and all the previous ones i really appreciate it uh from will and i and you know make sure you're following the chicago audible on twitter facebook you can follow our instagram we do have an instagram surprisingly i am not the best at posting there but you can always follow us and um and obviously um you can follow myself on twitter at nicholas moriano and like i said well, i'll see how often i could be at training camp from here on out but really appreciate all of you for tuning in for you know just participating in the live chat here i appreciate that will appreciates that but we are going to be will and i covering 
the second preseason game against the Buffalo Bills at Soldier Field. So second time being, you know, at a game covering it, which is exciting. So make sure you tune in and for that. And I know a lot of people are looking forward to seeing Mitchell Trubisky back at Soldier Field on the opposite sideline. We'll see how that goes. But thank you guys for tuning in and watching. And I'll catch you later. But until next time, bear down, Chicago. Bear down.